Welcome to the Orthodontics in Conference podcast, where Farouk brings you the summary of key lectures from orthodontic conferences around the world with your host, Farouk Ahmed. Hello all, and welcome to this episode of Orthodontics in Conference. I'm delighted today to be bringing you an episode of the Saudi Orthodontic Clear Aligner meeting, which took place this year in December. The first day was a masterclass by Mazia Moshiri, and he looked at the biomechanical considerations of the use of aligners. Now, this episode is broken up into three parts. He described some concepts to begin with and applied to different aspects of biomechanics. He then explored the vertical dimension for deep bites and then of anterior open bites. So starting off looking at the concepts he described, the first was that of intrusion. He described how there's no attachment for intrusion. And actually what we require are attachments on the adjacent teeth. He drew a really neat analogy looking at fixed appliances. If we put an intrusion bend in, the only way it works is because we've got two brackets adjacent to that tooth to provide anchorage. And it's the same thing with aligners. He mentioned if we are going to lose tracking when it comes to single intrusion movements, what do we see? Well, actually, the tooth in question, the intrusion tooth, doesn't really change. But actually, we find that the aligner is extruded off the adjacent teeth. We have loss of tracking taking place there. He recommended the use of horizontal attachments to provide anchorage on these teeth. Next was a discussion about rotations and how we need an intrusive force for them. And I think Mars explained this particularly well. So when we have a rotation taking place on the tooth, we have both a labial force and a palatal force creating the moment for rotation. However, that's not independent. It's not just the horizontal vector. I think the best way to look at it from my side is a toothpaste tube. When we squeeze a toothpaste tube, the toothpaste comes out at the top. There's also vertical movement that occurs. Amaz described this as the squeeze effect of using aligners. So when we have the horizontal force for a rotation, we're also getting an intrusive force happening to the tooth. And we can lose tracking from our aligners whilst we're doing this rotational movement. So how do we correct this? Well, Mars mentioned that for Invisalign at least, they have optimised attachments, which usually contain an extrusive vector with their rotational movements. If we looked at conventional attachments, what we're describing is essentially a force going from the gingival aspect to the incisal aspect. So gingivally face bevel to provide an extrusive force is what we're looking at. Next, Mars described torque. He described the wagon wheel effect taking place. And just to summarise what that is, well, each time we put torque into our teeth, we're also getting some mesial tipping off the roots or some distal tipping off the crown. Now, in our conventional fixed appliances, that's already built in for our torque. We get an offset of mesial crown tip. But for aligners, we also need to consider this. When we're putting excessive torque in for whatever reason, we need to ensure that we've got offset of mesial crown tip to prevent the wagon wheel effect occurring. Now, he described how torque lags behind with aligners, and he gave the analogy of actually an aligner is very much like using a rectangular nighttie wire. We will eventually get the expression, but it can take some time. He mentioned when it comes to having root tip taking place, 
opening up 0.2 millimeters of space adjacent to that tooth, both mesial and distal, allows more plastic to engage in the interproximal points, and therefore we can control the root tipping that occurs. He went on to describe buccal root torque. So buccal root torque can be a real hindrance. However, a way to achieve it is to have a buccal attachment on these teeth. And what's essentially happening is the aligner is pushing from a buccal lingual direction on this molar we're trying to get buccal root torque into. The attachment itself acts almost as a pivot point. So therefore, we are having an extrusive force happening at the buccal aspect of the tooth, allowing the palatal aspect to intrude and therefore we're getting buccal root torque occurring. He also described the use of intrusion in the aligner to also help this palatal cusp to come up. Next was attachment and design. This is a fundamental component of use of aligners, and he broke it down quite nicely. So the founding principle of the attachment design is that it should be perpendicular to the force that we want to achieve. So, for example, if you have an upper incisor, you want to rotate the tooth mesially. Now, the force has to be perpendicular, so the attachment design should therefore be a long vertical attachment. But that's not just it. As we described earlier on for rotation, there's the squeeze effect, the old toothpaste tube. When we are creating that rotational horizontal force, there is going to be vertical movement as well. So we've got to counter for that in our attachment design. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to place the attachment in an oblique fashion. So there is some extrusive vector as well as some horizontal vector as well. A concept, again, built into the optimized attachments. Mars then moved on to describe deep bite cases. And the founding concept of deep bite case management is synergistic movements. The idea of when we procline teeth, we're also relatively intruding them as well. He described staging of deep bite cases. So first he looked at anterior-posterior staging. The idea that we want to procline the teeth to allow relative intrusion to take place as well. Then carrying out the IPR. Now he mentioned IPR is counterintuitive because we retract teeth and we can therefore extrude them. But the idea of staging it means we've achieved our proclination, our relative intrusion, and then we're going to do our IPR, reducing the amount that's therefore needed. Now this is round tripping in the most clear sense. However, Mars stated that if we fundamentally finish the teeth in a more lingual position, the periodontal tissues should be fine. Next was staging from a vertical perspective. So a significant deep bite, we've got to consider anchorage management. The way Mars recommended doing this is by intruding the canines first, then followed by intruding the two to two, essentially using the intruded canine as part of the anchorage for the two to two region. Mars described the curve of speed and said that if it's not corrected, we're fundamentally gonna lose the case in an anterior posterior direction. So how do we achieve this? Well, we've got to overcorrect for the curve of speed. We've got to bend the aligner, essentially, more anterior than we do posterior. And if we don't correct it, what tends to occur? Well, it's a classic lateral open bite which emerges. We've got anterior premature contacts occurring, preventing posterior contact. So how do we achieve this? And how do we achieve this overcorrection? Well, Mars recommended aiming for an anterior open bite aiming for no contact on the anterior teeth, but also having heavy contact on the posterior teeth. 
Mars described an orthognathic case, which was really interesting. He described how aligners can be used for the leveling and aligning prior to orthognathic surgery. However, there is still this lag that takes place specifically when it comes to talk. So he recommends using 10 passive aligners to help achieve this talk expression or prescription expression, as you wish to call it, um, two months before the surgery itself. A neat tip was to consider using a Rivera retainer, something quite thick. Actually, a patient can use that for those 10 weeks and it should express more of the prescription. Post-orthognathic surgery for a deep bite case, Mars uses two TADs. That's interesting. He placed them in the maxilla and, there, and then he has buttons from the lower premolar teeth pulling the lower premolar teeth against the TAD using intermaxillary elastic. And this helps to, again, correct the curve of speed post-surgery. The final bit of Mars's lecture was looking at anterior open bites. Here he brought the concept back again of synergistic movements, but this time to benefit the anterior open bite case. For this, it's where we have this is where we have retraction of the dentition taking place and therefore relative extrusion at the same time. What he described that aligners do not extrude along the long axis of the tooth. What aligners actually do is they push on the label face of the tooth and they push the tooth lingually and extrudes as a consequence of that process. So actually, when we are retroclining, we are essentially extruding at the same time. He described case selection and how dental anterior open bites are more predictable than skeletal open bites. Described using extrusion of the anterior teeth and also retracting those anterior teeth in a synergistic fashion. He mentioned if large anterior IPR is going to be used, this can actually result in a deepening of the bite and creating premature contacts and those lateral open bites. And he described that actually extrusive movements always, are always underrepresented on the digital format. So he described having elimination of the occlusal interferences when it comes to refinement, but also not aiming for heavy contact on the anterior teeth. Described a great, great case, class three case with anterior open bite. For this, he used TADs as well as aligners. So he placed TADs in the retromolar region. He had the patient wearing elastics from the lower canine region to the retromolar TAD and also had the patient wearing class three elastics as well to the upper aligner. And he showed a fantastic outcome where the patient had a class one finish at the end. Posterior intrusion, he described as being something which is advantageous with the liners and two uses of it. One for expansion, so when we are expanding in the upper arch and developing it to prevent the palatal cusp handing down, building in some intrusion to the upper posterior teeth. The second is for true intrusion, and he mentioned we've got to always account for the closed system of aligners. So if we are going to intrude posteriorly, we are likely to get anterior extrusion as well. He mentioned the attachments on the occlusal surface are really key to this process. So to describe this, we're not talking about attachments on the palt, on the on the labial face, on the lingual face, actually on the occlusal surface. This allows an excess of plastic there, so the patient, when they are occluding, are intruding the teeth on the attachment. A way to encourage this is for the patient to wear short class two elastics between the three and four, for example, from upper to lower, helping to force occlusion together. Finally, he described posterior intrusion, although it's favourable for aligner mechanics, can be unpredictable. And actually, for anterior open bite cases, we're more likely to have anterior extrusion.
That's the end of the first day of the Saudi Clear Aligner meeting. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Please stay tuned for the next episode. We'll be looking at day two and day three. I'd like to say thank you to the Saudi Orthodontic Society for teaming up with me to make this podcast.